0: Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. And the part that hurt my heart about the people who were complaining is that some of the people who were at the front of of the line complaining were the church folk. Some of them called his actions demonic. Some people called him the Antichrist. They complained and bad-mouthed the man because he made a video. This is a YouTube person who who makes videos on youtube for a living this is his job he generates hundreds of millions of dollars by making videos on youtube so he decided to make a video healing people getting the surgery and made a youtube video about it that would also generate millions more dollars so that he can help more people Amen. Let's get into the word. Uh, Today's message is going to come from the book of Isaiah, the 58th chapter. And I'm going to be reading uh, the first through the 12th verses. Again, that is Isaiah chapter 58, verses 1 through 12. Uh, There are many translations of uh, God's word. I am going to be reading from the New International Version today. Um, Let's see what it has to say for us today. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Shout it aloud. Do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the descendants of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen Only a day for people to humble themselves? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke and to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide uh, the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear when your righteousness will go before you. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, if you, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry... And satisfy the needs of the oppressed. Then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will rise up Raise up the age old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls and restorer of streets with dwellings. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for this day. We thank you for every good and perfect gift that comes from above. We thank you for your word. Uh, We thank you for this opportunity to gather and, and get into your word, Lord God. God, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, For the time that we get to spend together today, I'd like to talk a little bit about integrated faith. Integrated faith. Uh, The pandemic was eye-opening for me in some ways. Uh, I spent a lot of time working in the community prior to the pandemic. And uh, when there's some sort of life-changing event I I pay attention to who shows up and who doesn't. I pay attention to who quietly does the work and uh, who might do a little bit of work and complain about other people not doing their so-called fair share. Uh, I pay attention to the influx of people who come out to help one another in times of need. Uh, The number of people that help others increases And the number of people needing help increases as well. Some people are there for show. Some people are there for a little while and others are there to help for a long time. But it's still interesting to me to watch how other people respond to somebody else in a time of need. Uh, Civilization as a whole Uh, is judged by how we operate as a community. Uh, If you want to see how society works, you watch how society treats treats society. And and we find Isaiah talking about community and, and how we operate as a community in the text. I read chapter 58 for you, but the story really goes back uh, as far as chapter 6. Isaiah is continually talking about the community and its responsibility to each other. And uh, this is the third part of the book of Isaiah. And so it takes place when the people are no longer in exile, but their home city and their home temple are not yet rebuilt. Uh, They're out of a dangerous situation, but they're not back to normal just yet. Um, They're almost back to normal, but not completely, sort of like Dickinson. Hurricane Harvey was nearly five years ago, but every building has not been restored yet. Um yes, the pandemic has become endemic, but people can still catch it and struggle to recover. And so Isaiah is speaking to people who are in between right now. They're not where they were but they're also not where they need to be. And Isaiah is concerned because they have just gotten out of a bad situation and they are struggling, but somehow, even the fact that they're struggling, they still find a way to exploit others. They still find a way to take advantage of others. Uh, And so they're, they're holding fast, and Isaiah is saying that their fast is faithless. The prophet was calling out the disconnect between worshiping God and doing the will of God. He's calling out the disconnect, I'll say that again, between worshiping God and doing the will of God. The prophet's audience was keeping forms of religion, but not the substance They were going to church, but not doing what good God-believing folk should be doing. And so Isaiah is concerned that the obsession with proper, so-called proper worship distracts the people from what determines the community's future. And that's the effort to fulfill the ethical obligations of justice. In Isaiah's imagination, the rejection of the practice of justice is the cause of exile. And the community's future will be determined by its willingness to embrace justice and a new sense of community. Where is your heart when you worship? And where is your heart when you do good deeds? You know, I read something that shocked me. And I had to start Googling it to make sure it was true. In studying for this message, I discovered that uh, most cities have more gas stations than churches. They have more gas stations than churches. And so I'm in Dickinson, Texas. I decided to Google and, and look. And yes, there's about eight gas stations within the bounds of the city limits. Uh, I think 14 actually have a, a Dickinson address. But some of them are just outside of the city limits uh, for as far as I'm, I, I, I looked. But we have 20 plus churches. More gas stations than churches. Because everybody is concerned about what is the so-called right way to worship. And, and, and Isaiah is saying there is a mismatch between people's lives in society and their lives in the church. The people have started to act like they were before the exile and think, thinking things cannot get any worse. And Isaiah has to wonder, haven't you learned your lesson How many times do you have to almost lose your church before you change your behavior? How many brushes with death do you have to have uh, or or, or avoid uh, the uh, close calls with death before you start living right? How many financial crises do you have to go through before you do something different? And the people are caught up with the rituals but avoiding genuine relationships and the text says that they are pointing the finger and having malicious talk. There's um, a a YouTuber, Uh, his name is Jimmy Donaldson, He is known on YouTube as Mr. Beast. He is an American YouTube personality. He uploads YouTube videos. He's a personality, he's an entrepreneur, and a philanthropist. Uh, Mr. Beast, has over 130 million subscribers on his main YouTube channel. He has another channel for philanthropy that has 11 million subscribers. He has 18 million on his backup channel, MrBeast2, uh, 31 million on his gaming channel where he plays video games, and 21 million. Uh, subscribers on his reaction channel where he watches videos and records his reaction from them. Safe to say, Mr. Beast has made a substantial living by making videos on YouTube. Making hundreds of millions of dollars by making videos on YouTube. Why you bring him up, Pastor? Well, recently, Mr. Beast has come under scrutiny for a video that he made. He helped 1,000 blind people regain their sight. Uh, reports say that half the people in the world who are blind uh, can get their sight back with a simple surgery, but because they cannot afford it, or don't live in areas where the doctors can c- perform the surgery they're unable to get this surgery so mr beast decided to pay for 1000 people to get this surgery not only did he pay for the surgeries but he also gave some of them in the video additional funding they would uh once the surgery was over, they'd take the blindfold off of their eyes and the gauze, and they would say, read the sign. And it was the uh, the, the eye test sign, but the eye test sign didn't have the, the letters. It said, you just won $10,000. So they were getting an additional $10,000. One teenager also got a brand new car. Not only did they do that, but Mr. Beast gave one of the doctors who performed the surgery an additional one hundred thousand dollars to continue doing the surgeries later on. Now, Mr. Beast didn't show all 1,000 people getting the surgery uh, on the YouTube video, just the people who agreed to be filmed. Uh, Mr. Beast did a great thing, but some people still complained. And the part that hurt my heart about the people who were complaining is that some of the people who were at the front of, of the line complaining were the church folk. Some of them called his actions demonic. Some people called him the Antichrist. They complained and badmouthed the man because he made a video. This is a YouTube person who, who makes videos on YouTube for a living. This is his job. He generates hundreds of millions of dollars by making videos on YouTube, so he decided to make a video healing people, getting the surgery, and made a YouTube video about it that would also generate millions more dollars so that he can help more people. But he got called out. They pointed the finger at Mr. Beast like Mr. Beast had done something wrong. I submit to you that that is one of the problems that is wrong with the church today because it's easy to point the finger at somebody who is literally opening blinding eyes. It's easier to complain about somebody doing the work instead of getting out there and doing the work on your own. We value the ritual over the relationship. Yes, in some places the Bible tells us uh, to work in secret, but I read in verse 1, it says, shout it aloud, do not hold it back. So there are other times where you can shout it out. There's another story, not involving Mr. Beast, but someone else, Uh, one year during Holy Week, a few christians from well uh, well-endowed congregations in a major metropolitan area decided <clears throat> they were going to spend the night with some of the homeless people on the street and and they were looking for the suffering Uh, uh, Christ in the lives of those who spent their days and nights suffering from hunger, disease, and rejection. And, and it was a chilly night when they decided to do this and the rain rolled in close to midnight. Uh, they started looking for shelter. And and a handful of the people there decided to come to a church that was holding an all night prayer vigil. And the leader of the group was the pastor of one of these of, of this church. And as one of the persons stepped to the outer doors of the church, she got stopped by a security guard. She explained that she and the rest of the group were Christians. And they were just looking for a place to stay. Uh, they were wet and miserable and, and, and they would like to come in and take a break and rest and pray. And, and, and that she saw the church and as a Christian thought, I should be welcome going into the church. The security guard was friendly to her. But explain in brutal honesty, uh, ma'am, I was hired to keep homeless people like you out. And so this dejected group made their way back into the night. They knew they had found their suffering Christ locked out of the church. I've heard people say time and time again that if Jesus were to come back right now, he would not recognize The Christians, he would not recognize his church because we have gotten caught up in the ritual and we have forgotten to honor and complete the parts of he said that was the most important, which was to love God and to love people. I I could go on and on, but the point is we can spend so much time arguing about the church and what the church should be doing that we miss out on opportunities to be the church. Isaiah said that their fasting was faithless, and that their fasting should be faithful. I'm not saying we should not be religious. I am saying, though, we should not be fake. In psychiatry, the opposite of compartmentalization is integration which means pulling uh, various aspects of our lives together so that we are working with the whole picture. Uh, The word integration comes from the noun integer, which is a mathematical term for whole numbers as opposed to fractions. And integrity comes from that same word. But the same words can apply to Christianity too. Uh, Jesus said that the great commandment was to love the Lord with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. In other words, and in all your strength. So in other words, don't compartmentalize God. We generally don't set out to isolate our faith from the other facets of our lives. Some of it happens because compartmentalization is a psychological defense mechanism that helps separate conflicting thoughts and feelings and spares us emotional pain. Uh, Integration is not as comfortable as compartmentalization. Uh, There's always a chance that something won't pass muster when we run our behavior at work and play past our our spiritual and moral values. And this will create an internal stress until we resolve the issue by letting Christ fully into the formerly walled-off places. People should be able to tell you are a Christian in every setting. And they should be able to tell you are a Christian in every setting not Because you browbeat people, not because you call out scripture every five seconds, not because you act like you are better than everyone else. Uh, You're supposed to be able to tell by the light, not you calling out somebody else. Uh, Isaiah talks about the fasts and the fast that he wants, and people fasted during biblical times, sometimes as a sign of mourning. Sometimes there was a a potential incoming military invasion, and they fasted to avoid it. Uh, Sometimes they did it, they fasted to get political points or to avoid an economic crisis. Uh, they, They fasted, though, in those times for either personal or public gain. And Isaiah is saying, don't fast for your own personal gain. Fast to improve your relationship with God. All your acts of worship should be about uh, improving your relationship with God, not trying to score brownie points with someone else. God will respond when the barrier of insincere worship has been removed. Evil can be set aside and replaced with kindness. Uh, God's people will share their food with the poor, understanding that not only do the hungry need our food, but also God's people need the hungry. So we can do both, right? We can fast for the Lord and feed the hungry. We can go to church and care for the homeless. We can praise God and hold our people accountable to help take care of the least, the last, and the lost. Real worship creates right relationship. And committing ourselves to God and Jesus, for that matter, means that we don't divide ourselves into Christian and non-Christian parts. We operate in a culture that is not expressly Christian. And some of us work in jobs that require honoring the rules of church state separation, but Christ belongs in each part of us. I don't care about the people so-called taking prayer out of school. There's an argument to be made that it wasn't there at first to begin with, but that's a sermon for another Sunday. If I put prayer in my child, then prayer is in the school. If I put God in my child, then God is in school. That is a better representation than hanging a In God We Trust sign on the door. When we have right worship and real worship and authentic worship and get in right relationship with God. The restoration will come. The healing will come. The joy will come and we will be what God has called us to be. The repairer of broken walls and the restorer of the streets with dwelling. We will be able to repair those things that are broken and restore those things that were lost. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open, and we invite you to come. Pray with me, please. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for those who heard it and those who will hear it later. That those who have a desire to know Jesus Christ and the pardon of their sins will ask, what must I do to become saved? Lord God, help us to, 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 to thirst for real, authentic worship, not just ritual, and get into right relationship with you. Let this be a seed that is planted in good soil and produces a great harvest, 30, 60, 100-fold. It is in your son's precious, perfect, powerful name that we submit this prayer, Christ Jesus, amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor Jason Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.